Hey, welcome to Minutes with Mahoni, the podcast. Have you been? Have you been? <sighs> so I'm really weird about intros. I didn't know how I was going to start this. It took me like 30 minutes to suck myself enough to press record, but we're here. So let's get to it. I'll have to pray first because today's topic is very, very near to my heart and I'm really excited about it. I might trip myself out. So I kind of need him to take over. So, Ghost, thank you for this opportunity to talk about this and I pray it unleashes faith into the hearts of everyone who will listen. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, this is going to be like a, like a mini story time of like 17 stories inside but it will make sense in the end. So I was at my friend's house and as we were leaving, because I was with another friend, I saw this book on the floor. It's Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I'd been seeing it for the um, the last, because I think I was at her house for like, hey, well, I was at her house for two days, for like a week. So I'd been seeing the, the book. It was on the floor a lot because I'd passed by her room a lot when I was going my way to the loo. And I'd see the book, but it was like, ah, yeah, it's just a book or whatever. So as we're leaving, I looked at the book and I was like, not as we're leaving, like now on Sunday evening, I looked at the book and I was like, hey, it's my book. not read this book again. I mean, it is there and I don't have to buy it. So I picked up the book and I sat down in to read it. And I, just, I was just in the introduction and I saw this thing where um, Kiyosaki was talking about how he came across the rich dad poor dad analogy and he said that at the age of nine he found himself in a situation where he had to choose who to listen to concerning money and that the opening to having two different perspectives on money gave him the ability to develop discernment and critical thinking and after I read that, I was like, hey, my brain was blown. So I had to go pray. Every time my brain is blown like that, I need to pray because otherwise I can't process anything after that. And it's funny because usually you'd expect such a reaction from a Christian book. Like we say, this one's talking about God, but this is a book about money. And it blew my mind to the point where I needed to go pray to process what I just read. And I had a session of like praying in tongues for like one and a half hours or two to the point of blacking out, like sleep. So God woke me up and was like, hey, go to bed, go sleep. But my mind was still ruminating over what I just read. And so when we're leaving the next day, as we're cleaning up, I was like, hey, let me just pick up this book. I'll come back with it the next week or whenever I'm done with it. And I have it. And so as of now, I have the book. But now, in the morning, when my friend and I now were waking up to prepare to leave the house, I ended up watching some Christmas movie before she woke up. And so after she woke up, um, I opened up my phone. Now, where I'm living right now, my home, it's in, a, it's in the countryside. Like, we're talking deep, deep state country. So even, like, the most viable um, telecoms network is not that like sometimes the network just goes off so i don't even have access to net net is like lol right now so what i have to do is i have to download stuff when i'm in a place where there's internet so that when i go back home i can i have things to listen to or watch like downloaded versions of it because i don't have access to net because my network can just go poof at any moment 
and so i finally got a message my pastor had sent me which i, I wouldn't have known because manzi again didn't have network and it was a it was a long post about taking stock of your life like how has your life been in the last 10 months because as of recording this is october 20 just confirm i think it's 26th yeah it's october 26th 1 p.m 1 a.m and so i asked her the questions and i mostly asked her because i wanted to know where she stood in her life like it's really good to know where your friends are at and she asked me the same questions about it later on and as she was talking when we finished there's something she said now i can't go into details about it because now this is officially a project that's been worked on and i will only talk about it once it's done but she expressed uh, a concern about how she's learning something and i'm currently trying to develop my own curriculum for school and what she said touched me because i'm really into working with people based on how they learn and so i was telling her hey so this is something that we can do like we don't need to wait for somebody else to get this done we can do it and we're doing it actually so let me tell you the genesis of this project is that my friend needed something fun to do and i was like instead of waiting for somebody else to come and do this why don't we do it how you'd like it done so that you get to enjoy whatever we produce and we shook hands on it when i say shaking hands on it we actually shook hands on it and prayed about it and it's as of now it's en route it's it's about a bit done and the funny thing about what i've just said is that a couple of months back we were in church and i said something about wanting to do a similar thing to what she just mentioned now my brain is weird because this is the way you can have people say shelving ideas i literally have a shelf where my ideas go on because i've come to learn with dad that not everything i hear or i'm encouraged to do is for them so i usually shelf them somewhere and i'll pray about it once in a while i think about it and he might give me an idea and i might write it down concerning the thing but i know it's not time for implementation and so that idea had come to me in church and i'd even said it in front of my pastor and in front of her but i forgot about it in the sense that i knew it was not for then so i put it on a shelf somewhere but then today or rather that day when i was talking to my friend and we ended up shaking hands on something i realized this is what i've been wanting to do for the past months but i didn't know how to get started and look at god just bringing it out in the most organic way like it wasn't forced it was just something that clicked and he was like hey i talked to you about this months back now it's the time to do it and now you even have a partner and it's much easier you see back then when i heard it, it was like a mountain and i was like hey probably need to go into studying this thing for like the next one and a half years so when i do it it's legit it's not just about my ideas being on paper or in recording and that's why i was praying about it because i didn't know how to start and yet here i am talking to my friend about something that's near to her heart but actually now links to what i was told to do back then which was actually a desire it wasn't like dad came down and he was like so bro i'm a, i'll need you to do this thing for me in said couple of months so it was just a desire for me to do something that seemed pretty cool so now my friend and i have shook hands on it and we have prayed about it now as of the time of recording the previous week now the previous two weeks my pastor has been talking about perspective and being led by the spirit of god and this is a common thing in my church we know that whatever we are taught that sunday we will usually face lessons or tests 
concerning what we were taught that Sunday. And so I knew at some point I was going to have to go through this test of being led by the Spirit. Now, being led by the Spirit isn't all this kind of goofy stuff happening. It's just, it's the the impressions you get in your spirit. Um, what Kenyans would say is that kakitu kaliniambia, like something just told me. And we usually refer to it as, a, as, as an it. Some would call it intuition. Others will be like premonitions and stuff like that. But when you're a believer, you know that's the Holy Spirit leading you. It's the promptings he puts in your spirit concerning things he wants you to do. Some will call it the inward witness. And so I've been kind of waiting for my lesson. And I didn't have been living it through the week until a couple of minutes to midnight. So now, remember I said my network is LOL. So as I was kind of downloading videos, I ended up on this video um, from Life Church by so Life Church is headed by Craig Rochelle and he invites Mike Todd a lot. And so Mike Todd came and this is just a really re- recent episode because it's right after he published Crazy of Faith crazy faith and now he's been doing a series about crazier faith and i was watching it and just being encouraged with mike todd and the story behind the great exploits dad is currently doing in his life and the more he talked the more i was seeing that i was seeing that things are adding up i feel like sometimes we have the tendency of feeling like dad is not doing things in our lives because they're not happening as supernaturally or as spectacularly as we would want them to so you miss out on the supernatural side because it the leading doesn't come as supernaturally as you wanted it to. Because I woke up at like some minutes to midnight, I was really thirsty and I couldn't seem to go back to sleep. So I turned on my phone, I was like, sometimes it lulls me back to sleep. So I ended up listening to Mike Todd. And so Mike Todd, um, halfway through the sermon, he pulls out this photo because he, he's just really about visual learning and all that stuff. He must be a visual learner and it's a picture of him as a kid and he said that when he saw that photo ghostly he said he he felt the spirit of god impress on him to go look at that photo and when he saw it the holy spirit told him that that boy had more understanding about the kingdom of god than he does right now and he was like wait up i pray i study the word i'm preaching i mean i'm living out this stuff but the holy spirit impressed on him that this one knew how to trust me he knew how to believe how I want my kids to believe in me. And when he said that, I paused and I started talking to dad about it. And things started making sense. Now, on Sunday the 25th, when I got home, I showered, ate, um, and so, like kind of as part of my wind down, I like to read. So the book that I told you I'd been looking at for several days that I picked up, because I was just like, it might be a good idea to read this book again. I opened it and I had my book out, like my where I take down my notes and I'm reading Kiyosaki again. And so now Kiyosaki, and this is just the first, so I finally got past the introduction, I'm in chapter one. So now Kiyosaki's friend, so he wasn't brought up wealthy, but he lived in a place where it had him going to a really posh school, not like a posh school, but it was a state school for rich kids. Because apparently in America, you, you kind of end up in districts and those districts kind of determine the kind of school you go to. And so him and his friend, Mike, ended up in a school district which rich kids went to. And so now one of the rich kids, the mom just got a new Cadillac and they got a beach house. And so they were going for just go hang out over the weekend there. But Mike and him weren't invited and they were told the reason why they were not invited was cause 
they were broke so that hurt him so he went to his dad and now he was trying to talk to his dad about it and his dad told him you know what um so he started to talk to his dad about it but his dad is kind of flippant about it and Kisaki says he was really hurt and so he asked his dad then how can we have more money so that I can be invited next time and his dad was like you know what to do and Kisaki says that at the age of nine because this is when the conversation was being had he knew that that meant either I don't know and second thing is go figure it out by yourself and so Kisaki went and talked to his friend about it Mike and Mike also was hurt about it also because he wanted to you know like you like being accepted you like being included in things and so Kisaki got a brilliant idea either Kisaki or Mike and they ended up on people's doorsteps so they went around telling people hey um, when you finish using your toothpaste don't throw away the can give it to me and the adults would be like okay why because that's a really interesting request to have I don't because then as I was reading it I was like why would you want toothpaste tubes and every time the adults would ask them they'd be like hey we have a business idea and we just really need the tubes and so later on he told us that in 1956 around, around that period toothpaste didn't come in plastic tubes like today it came in lead tubes so what he and Mike had shook hands on because that was a business idea was that they wanted to make something so finally they got the tubes Mike was in charge of going back to people's houses and reminding them hey I really need your tubes so if you can brush more so that we get your tube faster I mean it would help us <laughs> and kind of like using a marketing te- technique where you really need to keep your teeth healthy so brush your teeth more you're still winning and I get to have your tube afterwards and so he was saying that um so they got this stack of tubes and they ended up getting a steel pot eventually and now they were boiling the tubes in the steel pot and so robert created this kind of cast i, I didn't understand the process of making the cast but when he was telling the story after the 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 lead from the tubes had melted they ended up wanting to pour it into the cast and so his dad shows up with his friend and he's looking at his kid first of all let us discuss how parents were watching their kids pouring hot metal into a cast yeah yes so they're pouring it and then the dad was like what's happening like he's asking his friend and then they were just like let's wait it out and see so they saw once the metal cooled and whatever fell out of the cast came out they realized their kids were literally making money that a nickel fell out his son had taken him so literally about the idea of going to figure it out and the concept of making more money that he went to go make more money and so he had to explain to Kiyosaki that bro what you're doing is counterfeit so it's illegal but this is a good place to start and so he ended up telling him that so then Kiyosaki was like then what are we going to do because then how else do we make money and then his dad was like hey I'm a school teacher I don't know much about that but Mike's dad and I share the same banker and this guy the banker has been going off about how Mike's dad is going to be a millionaire because he's really financially educated and so it's like how about you go to Mike's dad so he can teach you guys about money and so this time around when they're cleaning up because now they realize they can't continue doing what they're doing I mean it's illegal they had a plan on where to go next and when I read that before I just went to go sleep 
it's another thing that had me going to bed because i was like this is really too much dad started talking to me about about childlikeness how how sometimes all this knowledge about greek and hebrew and having to decipher and discern and having proper context kind of limits us because in our quest to be so theologically correct we miss out on on the active part of our faith which is the doing part these kids didn't have much going on in their heads but they were told we need to make money so that we can be involved in school activities with our friends and we don't know any other way of making money but making money and so what resource do we have in our hands currently hey we can go asking people for toothpaste tubes because people throw away toothpaste tubes and surprisingly one of us has knowledge about casting so we can literally make coins and if we make more money then we can achieve our goal which is to be included in these activities because then we'll have more money and dad was telling me that he was impressed by these kids because they took the word literally as it was and went to go work it and here's a beautiful thing sure it didn't work out the way they intended it to because then what they were doing is counterfeit and they needed to stop but if they had not done that robert's dad who is a school teacher would not have mentioned that mike's dad had a lot to do with financial education because even mike was surprised he was like what do you mean i mean my dad doesn't have that much money but the kiyosaki's dad was like yeah he might not but he knows about money and based on my banker's reports your dad will be very wealthy in the future and so some minutes to midnight as i'm listening to mike todd as i've paused mike todd to talk to my father about this thing because it's clearly blowing my mind dad started drawing like you see when you watch these detective movies and you see this wall where they have strings and these pins that link this part to this he started doing that and now he was telling me that if these boys had not taken the step to actually go and make money they would not have been in a position to be told by robert's dad who was a school teacher about mike's dad and his knowledge concerning money the act of stepping out in faith to do something that crazy led them to something that would be an actual resource in kiyosaki's life to the point where that rich dad poor dad has now become a franchise of some sorts that it's it's an all-time bestseller and his principles are still working right principles he was learning from the age of nine are still working because this boy was in quote stupid enough to go make money from toothpaste tubes and so dad was talking to me now about literally taking his word for what it is and that links to what the holy spirit was impressing on mike todd concerning that child because the bible says that unless you come to the kingdom as a child you cannot inherit it children just believe and that act of just believing is what gives them all the possibilities that they have in their heads they don't understand no they don't understand legalities because why because why you know and so i'm in my bed and the lord is just linking all these things he starts talking to me about even he starts linking the idea that I told you me and my friend shook hands on. It was like that's the same thing that happened with these boys. An idea came that made sense. That's going to get you closer to accomplishing something that might not really be a big deal as in terms of 
changing the world or creating a lasting legacy but it's just a way for you to fulfill your desires because you see this kid just wanted to be accepted wanted to be part of hanging out with their with their rich counterparts and my friend and i are just doing a project because it will be funner for her to learn in this kind of way not really much to do with the kingdom or enhancing the kingdom we're just doing this thing because it seems like a good thing to do and now the holy ghost now started telling me this is the leading of the spirit that i've been that you were supposed to you remember the testing thing i told you that happens for us once we learn things in church now he was telling me that i've been leading you the whole week the nights when you couldn't sleep when you were busy praying in tongues and you don't even know why you were praying in tongues was about this moment when you were going to the loo and you kept seeing that book on the floor that was so strategically placed for you to see it i was leading you when you picked up that book and you're like hey this seems like a good thing to go read this time around so why not pick up this book i was leading you when i had you open your phone that morning when you were talking with your friend and it just happened to be that your pastor had sent you something about taking stock that led you guys to having that conversation i was leading you when you downloaded the Mike Todd sermon, not knowing it would tie into something you've just read in a Kiyosaki book. Like if you want to talk about, this is what the world calls coincidence, but we know it's not coincidence. This has to be God. Because how is it all these things that seemingly are so detached somehow are linked to each other? Either I'm a genius of some sort, and I really am a genius of some sort, or God is behind this thing. You get? And so... As I'm just there, the last last statement I heard him say before I came to record was, Muzzy, I am so normal, it's supernatural to you guys. I was like, what? He was like, I am so normal, who I am and what I do is supernatural to you guys. And my mind went poof again, blown. Because I was like, this makes perfect sense all the ideas that i have gotten in this life that was seemingly so amazing have come to the most mundane of means like the most natural ways and god was telling me that we we get so looped in these hollywood perceptions of how god moves that when he finally moves it's so underwhelming for you you think it can't be god and yet it is god because dad is so normal he for him the, the human experience is all he needs and that for him is enough for supernatural things to happen he doesn't need all this glory and shabam and shazami things that we need to to acknowledge that it's god for him it's the simple things of wanting to have a conversation with your friend then he comes and he says something and that's something ties to something he told you months before and then now you're reading a book that kind of emphasizes that something that you were just having a normal conversation and had me thinking at some point because i had to go pee before i recorded probably tmi but whatever and he gave me this image of jesus being in the boat when he was sleeping and we're talking sea of galilee is in an uproar and the disciples are looking at this nigger and they're like bro don't you care that we are about to die how can you be asleep at a time like this and then jesus gets up and is like oh my god be still i need to sleep and then he, yeah, i think after he reprimanded the nigger went back to sleep but you see think about it 
what would a mason because apparently that's what jesus was a worker of all kinds of artwork like in terms of rocks you could work with wood you could work with straw what would a mason know about nine foot waves on the sea of galilee like okay let me stop using the word masonry so you can get it in context what would a carpenter know about waves you see almost everybody in that boat was a fisherman they know how the sea of galilee could get kind of tempestuous yeah apparently the the sea could be calm in a minute and this is actually proven is it geographic i don't know what they call it the study of whatever happens on the sea that the sea of galilee could be fine this minute and the next minute is nine foot waves towering over you and mind you those guys were not on a yacht they were not on a titanic kind of boat they were in a wooden boat and now you have nine foot waves you're in the middle of the sea and the only person who you know can help you is dead ass asleep <laughs> and then someone was laughing and dad told me so I asked dad how is it that this nigga doesn't like, and yeah, what would a, would a carpenter know about nine foot waves and dad was like apparently not enough to panic <laughs> and now he was telling me how this desire to have everything figured out to have your plans set in stone to the point of you know all this talk of having a business a business plan that has everything in detail so when the person who reads your vision can run with it i'm not i'm not trying to be sarcastic i mean it's not intentional but you get the drift how this desire to have everything figured out is what has us panicking to no end you have so much detail concerning this thing that any slight deviation causes you to panic because you're like this is not going according to plan yet it could be going exactly according to plan the fact that jesus didn't probably know much like if you think about it human human wise did not know enough about the sea of galilee is enough reason why he was asleep in the boat because he didn't have experience with nine foot waves he didn't understand probably like experientially the disastrous ramifications of having such kind of waves rocking a boat he was tired he wanted to sleep he wanted to wake up on the other side so he could be ready for whatever needs to be done so could it be that you're panicking because you know too much concerning what you're supposed to do and it's too much knowledge based on your experiences based on what you've been told you need to have before this thing can get off the ground you're panicking because your plans are not going according to plan because you have too much detail concerning it this week what i've been learning is that it is a privilege to not know much the less you know the more effective you are in god's hands there's a there's a there's an episode i'm going to do sometime later it's marked up in my book and the thing and the basic understanding is that um let me try and see if, what was it jesus if you hear rustling that's paper oh yeah here it is <laughs> i wrote it in swahili so i'm going to read it in swahili and then i translate it I think it's from Jeremiah 10:23 and it's kazi yangu ni kutembea sikujua njia. Now translated into English is that my work is to walk not to know the path or not to know the way. When God calls you it's your business to walk where he's told you to walk. It's not your concern to know where he's taking you or how the path looks like that you're going to use to get there. Your business is to walk. And that is going to set someone free because you've been trying to figure out you've been having all these control issues in your life because you're trying to figure out how this thing is going to work and you're probably never going to know you're only ever going to know exactly what you need to know to get you to the next step 
so for me it's hey download this video hey pick up that book hey maybe you should talk to your friend about this so that you can know where she's at in her life and that will lead you don't even know it's going to lead to a conversation that's going to link something that you thought of months back that you've been praying about because you've not been knowing how to do and that's going to link up to a someone you're going to hear some minutes to midnight that's going to lead you recording to an episode because i've been trying to find content to like record and i and have things but i've not had the release to go record them and then here i am effortlessly hey hey my god effortlessly recording something because it was not for me to know the way it was for me to walk being led of the spirit is the easiest thing on this earth because you don't have to think about it you just have to do what you're told to do at any given point trust and do just trust and do hey dad how can we make money uh you go figure it out okay fine so i go make money and because i'm going to make money i end up hearing something that leads to the charting of my life's course like you find your life's calling because you were willing to step out and act on a word literally so what am i trying to say god is normal stop trying to stop trying to make god into this supernatural being that just needs to be all all ghosty and moving things and just causing things to fall in your house god is not that creepy god is very normal so you might actually start hearing more of him when you start looking at the normal things happening in your life because this same being who is the supernatural is also the one that made the natural and he has chosen that we who carry him should live in a natural realm and still exist in a supernatural realm with him but he did not think it was enough to pull us out of this natural realm because he, he uses it to speak to us so trying to so stop trying to be so spooky for god and trying to dictate that he should come in this way and start looking at the normal things in your life like going to wash dishes or picking up you or holding your kid's hand and taking them to school and listening to your child talk you'll probably learn something from it mike todd says he wrote his his vision for buying the center the transformation center i think he was in his baby's room he just came from reading her bible story or something and then he went back to his room and that's how he wrote down the vision most mundane activity you can think of going to kiss your kid goodnight so stop trying to be too spiritual for dad he's actually been speaking to you all this time you've not been listening because you've been trying to control how he would speak to you and i'm here to encourage you that listening to dad or being led by the spirit isn't something hard and that even the things in your life that you feel like are taking time because you're not hearing something about the things that you're doing right now they actually link to it when you look at jesus's life if you didn't know jesus was a man who was sent to come and die for us so that he could save us from our sin his life is a lot of things and makes no sense makes no sense all the healings the trash talking he did his linguistic prowess in terms of knowing how to ask questions in synagogues like jesus's life is one big oatmeal mix and somehow in the end it works out when you know the end his life makes a lot more sense but if you didn't know the end this is what the disciples were hella confused and they took off they're like bro what do you mean all this time all these things you've been doing were leading to you dying on a cross so what was the point this looks like a loss like we've taken a big l by following you 
but they hadn't and so just because you can't see your end just because you don't know how washing dishes today ties into your destiny just because you don't know how telling this boy he's fine today with no intention of dating him adds up to your future just go do it because god has led you to it god tells you to go hold somebody's hand and pray for them or just basically walk behind two kids and pray for them as you're going back home you don't see how it ties into your destiny but go do it you don't need to know it's not for you to know the path it's for you to walk the path and remember dad is so normal it's supernatural so stop trying to be too supernatural for dad so be encouraged i'm out here praying for you in the streets listen to this over and over again and stop despising the mundane stuff in your life they're actually leading you to exactly where you need to be and where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be jesus loves you and i love you I look forward to hearing from you yeah i'll go back to reading my kiyosaki book and enjoy my morning good morning